0: Hey everybody, Christian Spicer here, and this is the public DLC RSS release of Jeff and I's God of War Ragnarok spoiler chat. This conversation was first released exclusively to patrons, uh which you can become one over at patreon.com slash pod. This conversation was released to patrons first there, uh, back in November of 2022. There's also a video on demand version of this conversation available to patrons over there, along with a bunch of other great stuff. We have the bonus show every week, uh, Jeff and I and almost every single week, Lana Bashinsky joins us for what we call paid DLC fun, funny hangout of a conversation, um, about games, about stuff surrounding games, about, Anything else that comes up, I think you will love it. And also the entire first season of Feeling This, which is a podcast Alex Solman and I uh, do. We are uh, in pre-production on season two right now, but we talk about the feels of video games and, and why some games and some moments in games feel so good That, in addition to ad-free episodes of the main show and also videos on demand for almost every single thing we do, all of that is available to you by becoming a patron. Paid DLC is available at the $10 tier, and then Feeling This is available to all patrons. So you can sign up for that, again, over at patreon.com slash dlcpod. It is what keeps the lights on over at uh, the old house of DLC. But this is a great conversation Jeff and I had about God of War Ragnarok. It is full spoilers, so if you have not played it or do not want any part of it spoiled for you, skip this episode. We'll be back with another main episode, as usual, when we do. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the spoiler chat. D.L.C. Spoilers.
1: Spoiler. <laughs> right. You got spoilers. God of war. <laughs> Welcome to the special bonus content. God of War Ragnarok spoiler content. Essipode. I'm Jeff Canada. Christian Spicer is with me. Hey Christian. Hello, spoilers. Hello, spoilers. This is special bonus content made possible by the patrons at patreon.com slash dlcpod. Patrons get this content first. We appreciate you if you would like to become a patron and make sure this show gets to continue and that we get to do more cool bonus extra stuff for you. You get all kinds of cool bonuses. Bonus shows up your wazoo if, if you're into that. Uh, patreon.com slash dlc pod hopefully you already heard our main episode uh i'm gonna say this week though you may not hear it be hearing it this week i don't know episode
0: 468 uh, with chastity
1: that's right chastity vicencio joined us christian and i talked uh in depth about our non-spoiler feelings about god of war ragnarok suffice it to say we both really like the game a lot Uh, So this is not going to be a review per se. Uh, This is going to be us talking spoilers, moments we loved, uh, things that we didn't maybe like, eh, digging into the nitty gritty, the, the, the actual content, the actual story content of the game. So I think I speak for both of us when I say, if you intend to play God of War Ragnarok, avoid this content until you've played the game because uh, I think the game deserves to be enjoyed without spoilers. Very, very good. Very, very good game. Um, But we're going to talk about all the specific story stuff. And Christian, there's a lot to dig into. Uh, Both of us, uh, right around 30 hours, uh, when all all told, and there's lots more game there. There's lots of optional stuff. Uh, I did a fair amount of optional stuff, but man, there's so much more that I plan to go back and play. Um, But let's talk about the campaign. Uh, The game starts uh, very much like the first game did, or the, you know, 2018, its predecessor did, uh, with a uh, character that is beloved to our main characters having died. (laughs) I was like, oh, we're doing this again? We're doing, I gotta be sad again? And it's a puppy dog now?
0: I got I got teary eyed so one of Atreus's wolves uh is In dying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I got I got teary eyed. the the death of my last lab uh hit my family hard. We've you know, it took about a year for us to open our heart again and welcome a new dog into our life. And I, I, I got emotional. And I was playing that moment late at night too, I think right when we kind of got our review codes. And th- I had that moment of like, you know, I could squish this and not let it get to me and i was like no 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 i'm gonna let this game story get to me like i'm going to be open to being emotionally wrecked because i don't know how like when i consume stuff you know for review oftentimes I, i it's a little more analytical than just i'm eating popcorn and watching a michael bay movie you know like there's just or just even playing like Fortnite at this point like i'm not like criticize I'm not looking at it and kind of understanding the onion and I was like no 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 got to war ragnarok you got me let's uh let's get on this emotional roller coaster and see where it goes
1: yeah yeah I, I was a little worried at that point cuz I felt like man are we just retreading the same beats uh and and it goes right into I think one of the coolest action sequences in the whole game and there are a lot of great action sequences but getting on the sled and going and having that incredible fight uh with what's her name what's her name Why am i not freya? Thinking? yes freya thank you uh freya attacking you turning into the bird and attacking you uh just the, the whole uh, mechanic of uh sledding with the dogs was super cool and the fact that it comes back a number of times in the game as a as a traversal mechanic to get around those large open areas super cool i thought the it was fun the the way the wolves uh controlled i thought was was fun there's that sequence where you have to follow their nose and they're smelling stuff and you can kind of like i thought that was all very very well done but that action sequence was awesome i thought i was like okay i'm in it this game is is it, it, we're like it's on 11 already uh it was just phenomenal right at the start
0: yeah much like 2018 you know they they both come out of the gate uh, a little somber and then very quickly punch you in the face with the promise of the premise, you know, of a little bit of exploration, great story beats, and then awesome engaging combat. And I will say, you know, as a cisgendered straight white man, that my, my mainline view of my life experiences, I think Freya was handled very well in this game. I know that there was critiques about Freya and the female characters in 2018 that hit home for people that, you know, have different life experiences in mind. And I don't know if it was a reaction to those or not, or just kind of what Freya's story arc would be. But I found her arc and her take on loss, grief, redemption, and forgiveness to be fascinating. And especially to be fascinating as it compared to Kratos and Atreus's, um, how they reconcile with grief. And I I think the three of them wrestling with those things was a, a major theme for me that I found very compelling, especially, you know, Atreus lost his mother, Uh, And lead up to 2018 But he was very young So it's like he's kind of grown up without that parent And what does that loss mean for him Of this culture he never knew And Freya's son who She had a bad relationship with But was still her blood And what does that relationship look like And Kratos who has been so closed off And just like grief is who I am You know And seeing them interact together I really enjoyed Freya's arc in this game From that opening inception Of foil to late game um comrade yeah and kind of how that how that unfolds i found really well done
1: yeah i thought that was excellent as well and uh, it's awesome that it's a direct result of the events of the of the previous game you know that you are reckoning with your battle with her son and all that stuff where he was clearly the antagonist through that entire game and usually games kind of you know, you defeat the evil big bad guy and we're moving on. Next thing, no, don't have have to think about that ever again because we quenched, you know, we uh, quelled the threat. Uh, But uh, I like how this game is like, no, no, there's repercussions for murdering someone, (laughs) you know, Uh, there's people who cared about that person. I thought that was a pretty uh, unique thing to see in a video game storyline. And you're right. I think Freya was, she's awesome. And the fact that, I mean, I think... (laughs) the big th- I, I i was attempting to kind of step through the game but there's so much to talk about so inevitably we're going to jump around quite a bit but um it it's so awesome how the game sort of gradually introduces the concept of different partnerships different mm-hmm. couplings different pairings uh, that we kind of uh, hinted at in our main review um and i think that's one of the the coolest things about this game is i don't know of another video game that even attempts that. I mean, it, it felt something along the lines of like playing a Mass Effect game where you get to constitute your your team however you want. In fact, I- except for the fact that you, you don't get to choose, it does it for you, but it, there are so many different pairings. And I love how the game, you know, the first game is all about Kratos and Atreus paired up, going through this world, learning about each other, father and son, Kratos learning from Atreus, Atreus learning from Kratos. And then this game is about the two of them parting ways for large stretches of it and having these individual experiences with other characters. I mean, that first time that you play as Atreus, what were you thinking?
0: I mean, initially I was like, "Well, called it. Kratos dies." Uh, yeah. Knew, knew that we got to set up making Atreus a, a fun, playable character early in the game because the you know the back third is going to be just Atreus. Which I will say, uh, while other games maybe do force you to switch characters, Ragnarok does it so well in that playing as Atreus, I never felt ugh. Right. I wish I was Kratos. Like Atreus was fun to play, yes. and I loved. I mean, that first time playing as him solo is that is that when you meet Agribotha
1: i think that's the second time you, because the first time you play with it with um um Sindri, you go oh, with Sindri right. yes, and yes, you're uh yes. going you know
0: yes. and i thought that was super fun it's like oh Sindri's my my sidekick
1: yes that's and rad like, doesn't
0: want to engage and is like you know germaphobic still but like it, what i loved about that all of those different pairings is how they all show you different sides of a character because there's the idea in art right like art the artist can create it, but then it doesn't have meaning until an audience interprets it. And I think the same is true of people. Like I, I, I know who I am, but I don't know how you view me. And I never will. Like we can have a uh, conversation. I, I tell and, you quite frequently how well, I view we you. No, never, we never mm-hmm. know how much no. I mean to you. Um,
1: right, I'm going to we'll write never, up a, just a quick email just so you can have it. I'm I mean, but like it,
0: it goes to spam because all of your emails <laughs> to me, I have a filter set up. Um, and then like how my wife views me, how my children view You know, like all of those yeah. relationships – inform who a person is in their entirety and i think god of war ragnarok with these different pairings you see that with with how sindri talks to At- atreus and, and then how kratos talks and how they talk to each other so that first moment of seeing you know big boy atreus and knowing that it had been happening before you saw it yeah was really cool like you're stepping into an established relationship i thought was really bold they didn't try to be like in our first adventure you know and yeah. they're figuring it out you were Going into worn patterns again, which is awesome. It's a
1: and it's a fun reveal because you know you've got those Atreus skill trees uh, that the first game had too, or you can like check you know like
0: partner add, skills or whatever. yeah,
1: add is. new behaviors to the AI that's playing beside you, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like oh no, you want to level them up because you're playing as them. What? Oh, it was, it, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and and you you know I I wasn't sure how long that was going to last or how many times we were going to do it. I mean, it, it, it definitely is shades of last of us part two, right. Where you're sort of, Oh, I'm, now I'm playing that character that I've only ever seen
0: from a Winter different, through a different one lens when you're Ellie for the moment and Joel's like, recovering. but it's just yeah. like, that's just a taste. Whereas part two is like, yeah, now you're this, you're the antagonist and, you know, seeing the game from a new perspective, I think was really yeah. cool to see a
1: But I mean, one of my, one of my complaints is that, Agrabota as a character is so rad and you really only get to fight beside her one time. I mean, it's a long stretch, but her color powers, those like, um,
0: uh, like colored dusts or colors, like a um, col- like a color run. If you do one of yes. those like fun five Ks or, or whatever,
1: isn't there like a, um, a holiday in, in, in some country where they do that, where they like, they, they cover themselves in that kind of pigment. Um, that's that's it's like this fine grain oh man i found that to be as soon as that started i was like this is the coolest it reminded me of um um oh man my brain it's early in the morning and i my brain's not working um infamous it reminded me of, of Infamous Second Son, where you get the, 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 the new powers, or you play as the characters with other powers, and the powers are so visually different and cool. And you're like, like the neon powers in yeah. Infamous. Um, I was like, I've never seen this vision of ranged powers before, or magic. Like It was so cool that after the battle, there'd be these splotches of greens and purples and blues and stuff. It was so awesome.
0: Yeah, it was really well done and I think to the imagining of giants because she is another giant and this game is very much about fate and destiny and destiny being prescribed to you. Um yeah. and and she is a part of that and and I think firmly believes in it in many ways. And it's fun to see our second giant, living giant also be normal sized. It's like well, a fun take that, on like what a giant is. That's one of my
1: Confusion points, I suppose. I, I'm not up on my Nordic mythology. So maybe this is covered there and they're just plucking from established mythology. But I found it odd that there was that line of like, hey, giants can come in lots of sizes. Uh, done and done. That's all the explanation you need. I was like, I kind of feel like I need more explanation than that. Because, I mean, it's y- you see Tier as like a, a a big person. And then
0: you see Agrabota's well, tier, grandma... T- I don't think Tyr's a giant. I thought he, I mean, he's the god of war, and I think he's just a, I don't think he's of the giant yeah. species. No?
1: I'll see them. I'm really confused. But again, I,
0: I, this is sad because I have my two tomes. It's blurred in my background, but I have my two tomes of mythology, Greek, and uh, just other sitting there horse. unread,
1: collecting dust. Yeah, sitting
0: there as like just background <laughs> art for How, video podcast. There's no podcasts. possible way I
1: could ever know this information. Oh,
0: well. <laughs> I mean, they're clearly there between my two mini arcade cabinets, Jeff. They're not there to be read. Anyway. I see.
1: Uh, anyway, but I found that, like, her grandma is a full-on giant giant, you know? it's. Yeah. It, I just thought it was uh, confusing a little bit. But but that, dude, that fight with the grandma, one of my favorite fights in the entire game.
0: Yeah. I love exploring fun, Honey, the, I shrunk the... the kids. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, just like that moment and getting into her house. And, and it is this, it, you know, you are Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in this giant's house and running around. But it's also not overly cheeky. And, and I think because of it, it's kind of um, homemade, like baskets weaved. It's not like there's a micro machine and a Crayola crayon and the things <laughs> you might expect. It's like yeah. of the rest of the environment and what kind of what Kratos and Atreus's house is like. And, you know, like a homemade brush and like a big pot over a fire and, and stuff like that. And it's really fun to be running around in that environment. And you and I were both on PlayStation 5, so I can't speak to PS4 um, but my goodness, the textures of of those big things. Incredible. And especially look, the rocks is a different thing. But in that house, like the wood grains and like different yeah. type it felt like, oh, that's a redwood, that's oak, that table's teak, like that level so of much detail. detail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's incredible. And I was really worried that the sequence was gonna be all like, oh, stealth your way through. So that but it wasn't. It was just immediate back to action and back to awesome. And I thought that boss fight was really clever. And it was fun how you could stun her by shooting the you know, things on the side. It was, it, I thought that was just a really satisfying, fun thing. And, and it's one of the things that the God of War games have always done traditionally is scale and, you know, tiny Kratos fighting these absurdly large uh, monsters and, and gods. And I think 2018 had some of that. And this game has... Some of that, I, I mean, the Grom fight, which we'll get to, is also incredible. Um, I wish there would have been a little bit more of that scale that is traditional for the God of War games. I, I It's so much fun when this game approaches that and g- gives you those fights at that, at that grand scale. Um, but really, the Grom fight and this fight are the only two, maybe I'm not thinking of something, but the only two that I, I recall in the whole game that kind of recalls, or I mean... Um, um, uh, does that that old god of war thing where you're you know you're like stabbing something that's a hundred feet tall?
0: yeah, I don't think twenty eighteen had any of that really I mean you have the the serpent, but yeah. it is just the head of the serpent, like I think there's right. some and here again, yeah on um wolf and on grandma, like you see a little bit of that scale um what I liked about this game is that I do think it hinted at that a little bit more and also acknowledged the other games a little more, which I think made sense in 2018 of like, Hey, he's a Norse. We're not really going to talk about it. Uh, He gets his blades of chaos. That's cool. What a fun moment. Like, yes, this is the same Kratos. It's not alternate universe Kratos, but this game, when you are out with Freya and you talk to, and and she's talking to you about your loss and you're kind of talking about each other's past experiences and how Kratos was opening up about God of war one, two, and three. Yeah. I thought was really like the the big God of War fan in me wishes they went a little further and like, you know, maybe flash or one of his dreams. I would have loved to have seen him battling, his, you know, like one of those moments that I have played before, but in this mm. engine as yeah. a moment, that they don't cool. do that, but I, I loved the acknowledgement of it and him talking about it and not just pretending none of it happened. I thought it was a really cool character moment of him and wrapping that loss. Into his current grief, yeah, it's because easy to forget a character who's built around
1: it. It's easy to forget that, like with with you know his wife and and Atreus and all that stuff, so prominent in these games, that he had like a whole other family. Like the, his whole inciting incident was his family was killed. You know, it's, it's uh, and and, and he and, killed them.
0: Yeah, tricked right. into being the one to do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it, and, it, and it really, I think, accentuates how he feels about Atreus because it's like he's getting this second chance to have a family, and he's it's pretty important to him that they don't die you know and then his wife dies it's like oh man bummer bummer kratos real bummer you don't really understand your attitude now <laughs> um so uh yeah i mean I, agrobota like that that's a whole sequence that l- very long extended exploration sequence i mean on a macro level i was thinking about this a lot last night as i was going to sleep I think the game's story is phenomenal. I was so drawn in. The performances are so great. We talked about all that stuff with the main review. But on another level, I kind of feel like the story gets away with a lot by just sort of hand waving it away and not mm-hmm. having to, you know, like characters just show up and you don't, and the and the game just like, no, they're they knew they're fine. They they're here. Don't think about it. Don't think about why they are here. Why they know about you. There's a lot of unexplained stuff that happens that I feel like in a a tighter narrative you would have more grounding and seeding and explanation for.
0: Uh, I'm trying to, I can't, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I can't think of a specific reference of that. To me, I feel like it's, you know, this story and there's another cast of characters that have had their life and their things are happening independent of your main story. But I feel like um, what's her name? Like Freya's brother, which I also feel like is era era Um Isn't it Frayer? Frayer, Frayer and yeah, Freya? and Freya and Freya. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna get some name wrong. Names wrong in this episode. I apologize. Um, but I feel like, oh, well, it makes sense that she has one. I don't know. It didn't it feel to me, those moments didn't feel season five of a sitcom and all of a sudden, you know. Kelly has a baby and is now dating Gary. And I'm like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> that one guy who was like, hey, I'm the boar you 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 shot in the first game. And I was like, I mean, that's cool, but also seems a little cheap to like, I'm the I'm the guy who was the boar that you remember that boar you shot in the first Oh, and the you know, the whole um Odin was tear the whole time reveal w- was also cool and played so rad, but then I I was going back and going like that kind of doesn't make sense i mean maybe it does i mean i hope that it does if you go back and play the game again everything that tear does if you think oh that's really odin but then i go where's real tear and why are we not explaining huh real tear
0: real real tears dead
1: did they say that explicitly did i just miss it
0: well everybody says that tear's dead and atreus is like he's not i'm going to find him i i had this vision tear leads Ragnarok. Tyr right. unites us. That's that's right. the vision foretold, and everybody's like, "Son, Tyr's dead," and he's like, "No, he's Ho- Odin's holding him hostage." Right, and then so, so they Odin find him. it like
1: pretends to be Tyr and just waits in a cave for them to come get him. But also, he's what? also Odin over here doing his Odin stuff. I don't, also, know. I don't
0: think Odin waits in the cave. I think Odin quickly crows himself there, and then right. you know I don't. But, the, but like the, all the only the thing that, that I wish. All the
1: time that Atreus is with Odin doing his hanging out with Odin stuff, Tear is also hanging out in the in yep, Sentry's tears in house.
0: The, tears in the broom closet. Tyr's sleeping. Oh, that's right. He's in the broom closet.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it must make sense because I would think they would have thought that through. But it certainly just felt like this feels like a plot hole to me. This doesn't feel neatly explained.
0: Well, I- I know that Odin, you know, is a, is, uh, the God of gods, right. And can do anything. Yeah. It's like explaining Odin's powers is like, uh, explaining Superman's powers. It's like, yeah, they can do that. But right. if Odin can shape shift and assume anyone in a convincing manner, because other care, while well, your characters, Kratos and Atreus had not met Tyr before, um, Brock and Sindri and Freya and all these other characters do, you, know, you, you get the impression that they do know Tyr. Yeah. And so I feel like couldn't Odin just have become Kratos at a moment when Atreus was yeah. by himself and been seems like easier. It uh, seems a a way easier. Me. Boy, like, kill me. I've yeah. been bad. Or he just goes, <laughs> you know? boy,
1: go and live with Odin forever. <laughs> you
0: know? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he becomes Atreus and visits Kratos and is like, dad, dad, I, I live hate with you. Odin forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate you. Go kill yourself. And he goes, okay. You know, like yeah. I don't, where does the shape shifting stop? I don't know.
1: Well, there is that long sequence of dialogue. Um, just a wandering around dialogue where they're like, So you time traveled in a previous game? And he's like, Yes, I totally did. And they're like, Doesn't that introduce a whole lot of problems narratively? And then he's like,
0: You don't think about it. It's really it's complicated. But he's <laughs> <It's> like, like <laughs> No, they have the the strings of fate force me to. And you're just like, Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, once you have a character that can assume the, the, a form of someone else, it feels like you know there are other plans that you could have done Odin that aren't so you know reliant on a lot of people <laughs> believing you anyway um i I still th- you know it still plays really cool and it's it's awesome and i I sort of love how the game very differently than most video games is a lot about like, hey, we live in this world, let's go back home, we got to go back home we gotta sleep, we gotta eat. Like no video game does. There's no video game where you're like, "Well, we better go back home and have dinner now," (laughs) you know. (laughs) We and and it it very much feels when you revisit locations. It never feels like, "Oh, I'm they're retreading these assets," or it's you know, it's always a lot of video games. It'll feel like, "Ah, I'm just they're making me go back through all that old content." It never felt that way because it always felt so organically designed through a narrative that makes sense it's like this is the world we live in these are the resources we're going to use we're going to go back we're going to talk to these people we're going to go out in the world and do this next thing it just feels different than any video game i've ever experienced
0: and i think the same is true of them i don't know if they rebuilt them but them using actual exact same locations from the first game yeah and now we see them you know winter leveled um and i think in a a lot of other games you kind of look at and you're like oh they, you know, copied the snow palette and here we go again. But they yeah. felt very different and they commented on on what that means for that environment now and how it yeah. interact, how you interact with it. I thought it was really cool to revisit those locales from the first story and, and what even, they meant to the characters.
1: Yeah, even like Helheim. When you, late in the game when you go to Helheim and he's like, yeah, my dad and I came here and did all these crazy trials. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's looked,
0: speaking of which... Uh, we talked about Freya at the intro. That opening Thor fight. Like, Thor is, was revealed in the marketing material. What a Dude. great take on Thor. And every time Thor showed up in this game, I was, I was like, Dude, yes. The fact that you get to fight alongside Thor is so rad
1: and handled so well that, you know, Atreus... I mean, we started talking about the pairings and then we got sidetracked. But the pairings are so Awesome. And the fact that there's so many different ones and you get to go and hang out with Thor and Thor's like, I could defeat all these guys at any point. Just let me know. And sometimes he will. Sometimes he'll just obliterate these crazy hard bad guys. And other times he'll, he'll, he'll be too drunk
0: or too bored to do it. It's just, or call Atreus on his B back. Like, I thought you said you could handle it. Yeah. And you're like, like, yeah, I, I can. <laughs> or if you
1: ever rage out, you know, and turn into a the wolf form, he goes, oh, that's a neat trick. And it's like, it's awesome. It's awesome. It just felt so, it always felt like you were hanging out with a living, breathing person. And the personalities of the, the people you're hanging with were so well drawn and, and, and distinct. It always I, felt really cool. It felt like a treat to be able, I get to hang out with this person now.
0: And you get to see their family dynamic. I think Thor and um, his uh, other daughter, yeah, Throod, his current, his alive child, yeah, um, the one that you haven't killed as Kratos yet. Um, and their family relationship. There are moments where, as Atreus, you could like eavesdrop on their yeah. on those doors, yeah, hear those conversations. I, they didn't feel throwaway. They didn't overstay their welcome. I think they added, you know, weight to what you were doing as the character. And I feel like you know as a gamer who i think was with fallout 4 is the first time we we really talked about it this idea of go find your son but also maybe start a gas station (laughs) i think the way ragnarok handles that is really smart where there never felt a time when that you have the big open world presented to you and you can go and or the multiple hubs and spokes where like atreus was in danger it's not like odin's about to kill him and then it cuts to kratos and then you know brock and cindy are like well let's go explore It, it never felt you never had that ticking clock of this like ragnarok is a thing but it's a thing that you're likely going to set in motion and all of the other things that you can do are in preparation of that or you know uh making this world where you have been for a while now a better place, which makes sense for those characters. And I thought that was really smart how they, how they handled that balance of openness and also more, um, you know, last of us uh, uncharted, you know, single critical path version of these games where, you know, I, I talked about in horizon forbidden west where you open that map and it's just like oh my gosh it's overwhelming and every time you go into a village you have a a a button like everybody makes fun of press x to mourn from call of duty but like the open world horizon button of like greet tarja warrior like yeah i'm no Uh, hi oh hey stop like the world here while smaller feel lived in and real in those communal interactions so you never have that just like open world scattering but That said, this game very much does have a map that you can click into and start creating all these side quests.
1: I didn't find the map to be particularly useful. Uh, I found it to be pretty confusing and it never zoomed in as much as I needed needed it to zoom in. Like I needed to zoom in way more. There'd be icons that'd be all grouped together and I'd be like, okay, well, I need to zoom way in and see where those icons actually are in relation to me. And it wouldn't let me. I, I found that that was one of my nits too. I was very perturbed by the map in in this game but i thought it worked well because your compass was good sorry go ahead the compass the compass was good but then when when you're atreus you don't have the compass i was like and Um, he says as much (laughs) i know uh and and speaking of things that people say i think it's even more to your point it felt like there were lines written for you christian where it would say it would literally say hey um we do have some time if you want to do some other stuff you know oh you know ragnarok is very important but uh you know they would literally spell out it's not urgent right now. We can go do these other things. I was like, Oh, uh, Christian will appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I texted you about lines. I appreciate there's that moment when you are with Tier and you're playing as Creator. You just freed Tier, who you think is the God of war. Uh, you know, is going to be the secret weapon for you. And you're trying to break him out of this uh, prison area, you know, holding pen space and get him back into your camp and as kratos i'm still looking for crates you know and finding them and breaking them open and there's this the i think one of the best video game jokes ever is as you go over there tears like uh i i what are you, what are you doing and trace is like oh that's my dad he likes collecting stuff as yeah. i sit in my office with like my little knickknack and it's like yeah it's a dad joke yeah. it's a appreciation of what dadding is and also very much acknowledging what you do in this game there's a moment i think when you're atreus um later and uh i already forgot his name we talked about it before the show i'm bad with character names even real god's character name yeah and and you're you're in valheim and and you uh you walk in or where are you i think i wherever and like you're trying to prove yourself and then if you go and break a chest he's like oh you're gonna steal everything that's not bolted down yeah (laughs) that's a real good way to get on my good side yeah yeah
1: it, there's a lot of that uh, self-referential stuff. It's 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 pretty great. My dad loves loot. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's smart, and and I love that. I I've always wanted a game to to reference the fact that I'm you know smashing things or something, and somebody be like, "What is wrong with you?" Um, oh, when
0: Atreus tries to break the trunk the way his uh,
1: dad does, that's great. Ow. Doesn't hurts his hand. <laughs> yeah, that first time. Uh, so attempting to step through the game in a, in a sort of a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. systematic way. Um, For much of the early few hours, like two, three hours of the game, it, it really felt like more of God of War 2018. And the moment, the, the real moment where I was like, oh my God, this game has so much more to offer is when you go to Alfheim for the first time and you start fighting the dark elves, which you did a lot in the, in the, in the previous game but it adds that ricochet mechanic with that special surface, the crystalline surface that ricochets your axe, and you're able to stun the dark elves by ricocheting your axe into them, and then, of course, all the puzzles that are involving that ricochet mechanic. I I found that sequence of fighting guys, turning, trying to find the right angle to throw my axe to stun them, run them, run up, R3 to finish them off, I found that to be such a thrilling, different turn on the on this combat. I was like, "This game is amazing!" because I've never seen this particular thing done before. And the fact that they're letting me that they're prioritizing like finding a surface. So I'm I'm fighting something, and now I'm turning and looking at the wall to try to make a more advantageous attack. It's so. It was so cool and clever, and I i was, and I, that's when I w- was really in on how much this game was going to one-up it, its predecessor.
0: And also with the pairings, you see that, where Freya and Atreus have different arrow types. And with those yeah. arrow types, then as Kratos, you can interact with those things in different ways. And, you know, the first game had some of it where you use fire against ice and ice against fire and, you know, that kind of stuff. But with those other status effects that you can implement... I think the creativity in the combat is is top-notch, and, and I talked about this on the main show a little bit, but the way that it doesn't feel less than to, for example, throw your axe, bounce it, and then fight even just bare-knuckled for a minute, like, it encourages you to do that because all your other weapons feel good. Like, when you get the spear, you know, there'd be moments where I would just get the spear and chuck, 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 chuck. Stun people, blow it up, and then immediately switch to my blades to go in to do a ground pound, pop them up in the air, then go to my axe, do a charge throw so they freeze before they hit the ground. And if I had the foresight to record any of that, (laughs) you know, it'd be the GIF that I'd share of like these amazing moments of like, uh, you know, Forza Horizon 5 level GIF moments of jumping over a thing while the thing, like these spectacle moments. But unlike in Forza, which I love that game where it zooms out and it kind of happens for me and god of war ragnarok somehow these dumb hands were doing it you know yeah. <laughs> like I, I
1: think i made that it speaks to how beautifully designed the game is a you ha- i mean this is what i kind of was talking about uh, on the main show too with regard to uh the contrast that i feel with something like elden ring which i will say again i'm not the biggest from software fan, so i'm sure a lot of people have different experiences and your mileage may vary but for me that level of having so many options all the time is so intoxicating it's so much fun you described an incredible sequence of using different weapons i could i could describe 300 other ones you know different combinations of those things sticking with one weapon and using a lot of different attacks with that weapon switching between weapons using rage <laughs> and the different ways you can use rage you can have it be an offense you can have it be health you can, like the game gives you so many tools in your tool belt and all of them are fun. And none of them are overwhelming because of this beautiful, I think, the most elegant control system ever devised in that it really maps your body to the controller or, or your, you know, always, you know, uh, the triggers control the, r- the right and left arm as you might think they would smartly right you want to use your shield left you want to use your weapon right r1 r2 l1 l2 if you want to use your companion it's always the square button if you want to you know jump or do something it's always a circle button it it like it it just makes sense it's like the top of the things you want the thing to come back push the triangle button it it, it always makes sense it's mapped in a way that just it never made me have to think about it I, it was intuitive. It made me get into this flow state and i it makes the combat so much fun
0: and and all of the combat too, nothing feels like a rocket launcher quote-unquote so i have right. five rockets that i save to the end of the game that i never use because right. i don't know when i'll need them like you're able things recharge fast enough things do have cooldown we talked about this on the main show uh, perhaps a nebulous cooldown for you jeff but you know <laughs> these bigger moves or these weapon specific moves where you can charge up your blade or your axe or do like a special ground pound or something like that they have cooldown effects to them but Never so long that I wasn't willing to use them just on the basic grunt because yeah. I'm trying to clear through an area to then get to the things so like, oh, I got to save this for the next troll or I got to right. save this for the boss. I was constantly using and engaging those things, which I think reinforces their use. So then, I, when I was in those more dire combat situations, I had a very good handle on yeah. how to best use them and when to use them. And I think that's really smart. A lot of games, I think they don't let you play with those things it's the old you know the old uh super nest and genesis uh, x-men games where it's like you used wolverine's power or cyclops's beam and that hurts your health yeah like, no 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 i need to like <laughs> yeah i need to be able to use these tools like the best thing about the insomniac spider-man games and the arkham games is like they let you use the tools of these superheroes and this is what ragnarok does in a big way of these gods you get to use their powers
1: it's it's how you leverage scarcity. It, 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 if you impress upon the player that something is scarce and uh, precious, me as a gamer, the kind of mentality I have is basically I'm never going to use that. That is going to be my OSH <laughs> button. And, and I'm only going to use it if I'm in a dire situation and I need to say, OSH, oh, it's time to use it. Uh, so then there's a lot of games I play like that where and, and honestly in this game a little bit i very rarely used atreus's rage out because it felt so powerful and i was like oh i better I better hang on to that um but you're absolutely right like this game handles that scarcity it, it, it communicates to the player like hey we're going to give you a lot of this stuff you're going to charge it back fast it, these are feel really powerful but they're just another tool in your arsenal they're not the nuke you know they're not the <laughs> the." uh a uh, uh, choice of last resort. Anyway, let's get back to the let's get back to the story. There are so many other moments I want to talk about because as I said in our main review like the places you get to go, we talked about the giants uh, uh you know, little ha- the, the grandma's house which felt like a, an incredible place I get to go. The dwarven city felt awesome to explore. I think, for my money, one of the coolest moments in the entire game is going and visiting the Narns and getting on that. I've never heard of this. I don't know. Is, is this an established mythology thing? Because I was like, I want to put this in a D&D campaign. The horse that turns into a seahorse, the kelp thing that lets you go underwater, and that moment where you get on the thing and it transforms into the kelpy horse and it goes into the water and it takes you into the... And then the incredibly creepy and cool, they know everything's gonna, what's gonna happen so they can say your line as you're saying it. And it felt like this crazy, uh, avant garde theater piece that you just walk into where everybody is talking.
0: It was the coolest thing ever. I was like, this game is amazing. And I, I lo- and I know you keep going to specific moments, and I keep going to thematic moments. Um, it's just kind of how my brain works. But I love that moment for how the game addresses its concept of fate, because in that moment, it does seem like things are very fated. These, yeah. you know, we, we, you had learned before what Kratos did to the other uh, spinners of fate in Sparta. Yeah. He killed them and time traveled um, <laughs> because they had accurately predicted, or at least he believed his path, and he needed to change it. And now you're getting into a situation where, you know, are you going to believe what these individuals have to say? And it very much seems like they know exactly what's happening as they say it, as you're saying it over each other. But then you're also kind of being told in the story that your fate is what you create is what you make and that you're a predictable person, Kratos. They know exactly what to say. They they play you in this moment because you are this person that does these things based on X event one, you're going to do one of two things, and chances are it's going to be this one because that's who you are, that's what you do. And I think it was really fascinating to see that played out over the course of the game. And I kept thinking back to, you know, like, oh, does does Kratos initiate this fight because of fate, or oh no, something did happen that? Cre- yes, this is in that tale, but this happens because of the, and it was really fascinating to see. You know how choice impacts what these characters do and create their own tale.
1: I, I guess I had a little bit of a different feeling about that because I, you know, the, there's a lot made of it. And there's a lot of dialogue talking about it, and Kratos keeps saying, "Hey, we're 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 doing this. It's exactly what they said we were going to do, but we're not doing it because they said we're going to do it. We're doing it because we want to do it." And I was like, "Yeah, but." that's still a terrible choice. It just felt like you're constantly doing the thing that everyone says, like you're going to start Ragnarok and it's going to be terrible for everyone. It's like, we should definitely start Ragnarok. Cause it's going to be not terrible for everyone. It's like, but everyone's telling you don't we're doing it. Not because they said we're doing it. We're doing it because we really feel like we should do it. It's like, but uh, perhaps not the wisest methodology. <laughs>
0: i don't know i like those moments because it kept leading up to the idea that yes kratos is going to die which he he does not you know right. um and but it keeps leading up to the idea that it's going to and that their fate is foretold that despite how much they try to act against it they keep finding themselves in these situations where they need to do this thing and that there's a wonderful moment i think between atreus and kratos where it's you know this is exactly what they said we were going to do dad and and kratos is like well then what do you think we should just let this be suffer Yeah. We're in this moment. Forget about prophecy. Right. We're in this moment. What's the right thing to do, son? Well, it's this. But that's what they said we do. But you're not doing it because of that. You're doing it because in this moment, it's the right thing to do. We'll get to the other thing later. And it kept, you know, the game, the narrative kept punting that later for so long that either way, I think I would have been satisfied as a player, assuming they handled either way with the care that they did of like, yeah. You're screwed. You know, you think you have control, but at the end of the day, life's going to get you. Or the way they went with it is like each choice is independent. And as long as you're making them based on the situation you're in, that can be a fulfilling and rewarding um, life and moment as well. And I, to me, that really resonated as like, this is your tail and you don't have to do it because someone said you would, even though you're doing exactly <laughs> <laughs> what they said you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaving not because you told me to leave, but because I I want to leave. Uh it's like a schoolyard kid. Um are we to believe uh, my interpretation is that th- <laughs> they just misinterpreted the the drawings, right? If if the giants had been better artists, we would have avoided a <laughs> lot of heartache because the, it are we supposed to believe that It's just a different bald guy with a beard that that Atreus is cradling. It was Odin. He was cradling in all those drawings. Silly us for thinking it was Kratos, your dad. It wasn't him at all. It was the other bald bearded guy. And if the giants had just been able to draw with a little more detail, (laughs) is that, is that really what the whole thing
0: hinges on? They just need color. They need to be able to make that stripe red on Kratos. It's
1: like all those drawings you know. are very primitive looking, They you know, like, like cave paintings. It's like, if you guys had really just gone a little, had a little chiaroscuro, you know, a little shading, maybe the st- study the facial features a bit better. We could have, uh, we never, we would have never thought that it was him.
0: Well, that's where I, I'm not sure it would require a deeper replaying, like going back to it with the knowledge that I have now in a lot of other narratives and stories, there's the idea of you're not foretelling a destiny. It's the matrix, right? You're saying the thing that needs to be said to create the true destiny. So the Oracle, now we're just spoiling everything. The Oracle doesn't tell Neo, she he's the one, even though he is the one, but he needs to believe he's not in order to fulfill his true power to be cut. It's often in, you know, put the tally yeah. marker going to say the hero's journey it's often a moment in that journey um i so i'm not sure. has to
1: give the the infinity gem away it's the only the only possible plan that would actually work cuz it makes everybody do a thing yeah right
0: and so i'm not sure if that is that moment or if the giants yeah were, were they wrong i don't know i mean i think you have the idea that they were in, in 2018 they were all they were sent on this mission as the dying wish to create this thing that happens um what i find most fascinating about all of that is that i i, I don't know if odin's that bad <laughs> like odin's bad don't get me wrong but also kratos and atreus killed yeah. tons of elves in 2018 yeah and it's not until ragnarok and now that they're learned. okay yeah they're like Oops. oh those dark elves they're, they're not called dark elves because they're bad <laughs> no 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 it's just they actually were first oh crap
1: uh, <laughs> yeah i know well There's we had to they attacked us
0: first kratos is like i'm not thinking about
1: that no regrets
0: <laughs> yeah they, they attacked us boy uh yeah and it's like so like kratos and atreos did a lot of bad uh you know and odin yes odin does some bad terrible bad things but like i don't know i, I like their version of that right it's not a straight up thanos or um killmonger of like maybe there's right here like odin is very self uh focused and self-centered yeah but people do legitimately love him you know like yeah. he did he, he helps like, in weird it ways it is like that's my grandpa
1: yeah that's my grandpa like you i don't know yeah and he i mean he straight up murder store which feels unnecessary yeah
0: <laughs> yes i mean again he's he is the bad guy but yeah. he's not a a, a total caricature of a of a of a bad guy. Speaking of, you know, that murder, um we talked about it with Freya. The boss fights in this game I think are exquisite.
1: Incredible. Um, just yeah. from a gameplay
0: yep. perspective, just fun. Do you have a favorite? Um uh a two, um I already forget. Wolf, Big Wolfie, Grom. Wolf, Big Wolf. Yeah, Big Wolfie and then also uh dang it, uh I forgot it twice now. Spear guy. i Heimdall that Heimdall fight was awesome because Heimdall is such a fun character. I think oftentimes when I play or experience things, I'm like, Oh, if I could be in this game, that's who I'd want to be. It just seemed like (laughs) Heimdall, the the character, (laughs) well, Heimdall, the the character seemed to be having so much fun, right? Yes. I I often am attracted to the jerk and stories because (laughs) there's like a braggadocious element to them where they're like, I am the best and this is the best. And we're having fun. I, I find that very enticing um i thought it was awesome did you have the, any of that the, stuck yeah out? the
1: the way that they had him able to like dodge every like neo dodge every blow i thought that was so rad i've never seen a video game do that quite like that um i mean i i thought the grom fight was exceptional and super fun and the way it, it played out and then that like turns into a, an escape and a sort of a chase sequence uh and then it goes back to a fight and then ultimately it becomes this like expression of of love, I just thought that was so so well done um i I did not love the Odin fight. It just goes on so long and then it's like, oh, another phase, we gotta do another phase um and by that point, I was just like i want I, i'm it's two o'clock in the morning I need to <laughs> it to be over um but uh yeah i mean I, I i talked about the grandma, the giant grandma as being one of my one of my highlights of a boss fight. I just thought it was so fun and the way you you take her down destroying the cauldron. Um,
0: that first Thor fight is great too. It's hard because it's the first one, but where he's like, "Show yeah. me who, show me the god," and you see the axe and the and uh, yeah, uh, the hammer. All the Thor blow. stuff is awesome. Like
1: how he will just pick up Atreus and bring him with him sometimes, and every moment that Thor is is in this game. Oh, dude, we got to talk about the barroom brawl. That sequence is incredible incredible I've never seen anything like that in a video game that was incredible I mean if that was just shot if that was shot for shot in a movie you would think it was one of the coolest barroom brawl scenes you've ever seen and that you're in you're playing it
0: and it's dude. a single cam it's incredible
1: yeah. incredible and dude when he that oh, dude I could break down just that sequence cinematically the way that you come in and all the people and it's this crowded bar and you're kind of overwhelmed and she's leading you through and then she kind of disappears. And, and but first you have to get rid of all your weapons and they seed the big, you know, like the, the guy who looks like the mountain from from Game of Thrones as the guy who takes your weapons. And they seed him right there. And you're like, oh, that guy looks big and scary. And then, of course, he comes back later. And then the way he gets smashed with the hammer against the the pillar and as you're leaving you can see you know the camera stays on them as they're as you're helping thor out and you pass by him and you see him and the whole pillar is cracked and broken and shredded and splintered and then thor goes outside and we we have this whole dialogue with him and then he just like brings his hand up and the you hear all the people like it's going through it's so great god that is such i mean that is seriously one of the greatest sequences in video game history, I think that whole barroom brawl sequence—the way you're, you know, going under tables, people are kicking your your weapon away, the 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 way the whole place is getting demolished around you—it's dynamic, it's fun, it's yeah, that was seriously one of the best sequences in the entire game, in my opinion.
0: And I love the way, like you know, yeah, the real idea of what the hammer would do. As it does, it runs back through people. And I love that. And even in gameplay, we saw this in 2018 too, but it was always satisfying to pull Kratos' axe back and have that be the killing blow on an enemy. Like that, that is a moment. And I loved it when you're in those moments with Thor, again, how it is very aware of what the last game was and what the game is, but also true to the character. Atreus is like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And Thor's like, what, what did you expect? I'd throw you? Yeah. Which is what Kratos would It's <laughs> yeah. like, go. Whom. And it's like, yeah, that's that's funny. It, it works really well. And then when he does the trials, which I found very, you know, it's like a hard gameplay moment in 2018 when you go through those trials. And Atreus uses it to go Thor so he can go explore for a little bit. Yeah. And Thor just crushes it because <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. It's really fun. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. It's. There's so many great sequences. I mean, we haven't even talked about... Let's talk about the end. The war. The final
0: battle is... Yeah. That
1: war, it, it... There's a lot of games. I mean, the end of... Spoiler for the end of Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. <laughs> but the end of Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West also has a big war uh, that's fought on many fronts with all your allies. Um, I And I thought that was handled... I thought that felt really epic and cool this trounces that and because that
0: horizon takes the control out of your hands for the coolest moments i thought Mm. and in god of war it never does you're always on the sticks
1: it it feels so grand and so epic and everybody that you your avengers that you've assembled are all essential and awesome and doing cool things and Sindri is like past giving any f's at that point and it just brock's death is hard
0: i yeah. think that's a of the deaths that were expected it wasn't that and i think they played it beautifully that leads to that moment of brock being just this you know the next game could be god of brock and i'd be yeah. in because that guy needs some redemption he's in a dark ass place yeah that's
1: uh, sindri actually um oh sindri yeah yeah, sindri. yeah brock is the one who yeah. dies um but yes uh anyway that whole scene and then you know having ragnarok looming over just trouncing everything and that whole sequence where you see uh the snake whose name i can't remember uh getting attacked in the background and it's just all of it feels epic level and you feel and it, i mean it's like the greatest culmination of all the things that you've done they're all coming into play and they're all essential it's it's really really cool i mean that i mean <laughs> Another great sequence. I love the uh, climbing of the wall the first time that, that yeah. Atreus climbs the wall. I thought that was really awesome. And then bringing back that, so you know how imposing that wall is. And now the, the war has to break through that in order to get to Odin. I just it's So many great setups and payoffs in the story. Um, I mean, there's so many great moments in this game. I can't get over it. Uh, but anyway, that that war is amazing. How do you feel about the ending ending? Yes,
0: yeah, so I have two thoughts about the ending, and one is like a little pre-end, I guess, and it's a, a, a payoff that doesn't happen, and I'm glad it doesn't. I was afraid that on Atreus's MacGuffin search for the mask, what Odin is looking for, I I think I would have been a little annoyed if they peered into the thing, and it was Christianity. Or some, you know, like, what is creation? And it's, yeah. like, some other mytho- – Christianity or some other mythology. Like, yeah. they go – it's, like, ancient – you see, like, a pyramid. Like, to me, that would have felt a little cheesy. Mm. Uh, and it kind of cheapens their world um, in a way. So I'm glad it didn't do that. I don't mind that we don't know what it is. Like, that, I think, is a big part of the end is choosing not to know. Yeah. Um, And then I think the the actual ending in, in, in Sindri – this moment feels earned um killing odin's soul and what these where these characters are i think like the actual you know kind of end end of seeing atreus and he kind of has a hero's pose as kratos stands far enough back he's not i mean as a parent you know even walking my kids to school it's hard not to go like right up to the school with them mm-hmm. even though they don't want me to you know they, I, that independence dad you're good we're a block away um it's cool to see him back and to see atreus step off in his adventure yeah um i'm very curious what hell they brought to that those realms though i mean they have to be in disarray (laughs) yeah but so many uh, gods are dead
1: one of the coolest um you can keep playing moments i've ever seen in a video game of like, hey we changed the world things have happened um the pieces of asgard are all over the place i haven't played any since that so i haven't seen what that means but i'm excited to check it out and uh you know in retrospect you're like oh well of course they can't kill kratos because you got to be able to keep playing this game a little bit i mean i guess you could have played as atreus in some sense if they might. or freya or you
0: know giving you somebody else yeah but that would have been a bigger lift
1: yeah um it's it's i thought it was an interesting swerve because so much of the game is like Kratos is gonna die Kratos is gonna die everybody's like kratos is going to die kratos is going to die and then kratos doesn't die but it also doesn't feel like the cl- conclusion to their story you know there's so right. much made about like this is concludes kratos and atreus's tale it's like i definitely could see a third game easily made so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but it's a, it's a thing
0: yeah i kind of like when stories end and the characters just keep living You know, I, I don't think a story needs to be the end of everything. It's like, I, they had a life before this Kratos was happy and married and, you know, we got to see flashes of that, or at least his dream version of what that life was. Yeah, But I I kind of like that. We have this window into this character's lives, these characters lives, and we get to experience it for a little bit and then that's okay. You know, if there's another game, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Uh, Chances are I will, but also if this is the end of these stories, I think, you know, they were fan- absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, we've, we've heard some stories, this isn't a, a spoiler for the game, but of like of crunch culture at mm-hmm. the studio. And, and, and you know, we've we've talked uh, a lot about that on the show and the main show and, and our beliefs on that and how there has to be a better way to do it. So hopefully what I'm about to say, it, you know, hopefully the lives for the folks making this game, it was not under crunch and under strain and with um, oppressive leadership or anything like that. I think as as a testament, how I will glass half full to know that this game, it was delayed, but also they say, um, this was a pandemic game. Yeah. You know, and it, in no way feels like a pandemic game, what the team did. And again, hopefully not under horrible circumstances, but is a truly an artistic achievement. Yep. Um, what this game is.
1: Yeah. I mean, we keep saying it over and over, but so much attention to detail and that is difficult to do uh, during the last several years. Um, I mean, so many wonderful transitions, the way it would transition between playable characters was I thought so elegant and beautiful. I've never seen a game do that
0: before. Um, yeah. That first time Atreus is under Kratos' window. Yeah. And then he wo- moves and the camera stays on him and it's like, uh Oh, yeah. we about to play as Atreus. It's,
1: it's, everything is, is exquisite, elegant. Um, it is beautifully artfully accomplished um. Yeah, I mean, I I could definitely see another game where you're off doing what Atreus goes off to do, you know, uh, and and I welcome it. <laughs> I mean these, The games are, I think these are two of the greatest video games ever made. These two God of War games, and the fact that they have successfully taken this character that w- was always fun to play but was very two dimensional, and turned it into one of the most fleshed out, interesting, deep, nuanced characters. In video game history surrounded by some of the greatest side characters and and rogues gallery and and i mean another sequence that i we have to talk about just for briefly is the flying ghost boat that goes up into the clouds that moment is incredible and then the dragons are fighting and that dude who we haven't even met has one of the coolest hero moments where he just like jumps off, and they're like, "I bet he's dead." And he's like, "Nope, totally. Not. That guy's not dead. He's 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 awesome." Anyway, um, why did I bring that up? The boat sequence. Uh, what was I saying before that?
0: The care, the craft, the detail, the transitions between characters. Yeah. Uh, anyway that that
1: that boat that boat sequence. Is amazing, and then you know you're you're flying over everything, and you uh you know above up, up above the clouds that that sense of the majesty and the beauty and the oh I know what it was that sequence reminded me because you're on the boat with like all the coolest people that you you've assembled, and it felt like the best superhero game that I've played. You know, it, it felt like the superhero game that I've always wanted. All these people are superheroes. They all have different powers. They all have awesome costumes. I'm playing as one of the coolest superheroes ever. It just felt like, oh my gosh, we assembled the team. This is the X Men. This is the Avengers. This is we're on our super cool helicarrier flying to the sky, and I got all the Avengers here. So, the fact that they made that out of what was you know these these very good you know PS one PS two games is a is a, is an amazing and. I want, I I welcome more of those. I want to hang out with more of those characters. I want, I want that level of artistry. And I feel like this is a herald of where video games are going, where it felt to me like an epic TV series or an incredible movie. And I got to also play some of the best pure video game combat. I mean, it, it doesn't. There's no facet of it that doesn't exceed expectations. It's just an amazing thing.
0: Some of the story stuff that it drops, and, I, and you know, I didn't spend tons of time in it, but it is clearly Odin's driving force of, like, what does happen when a god dies? I love that that's just – and that's just his yeah. burden that yeah. Odin's carrying. And I think, again, it humanizes the character in a way. It's like, oh, these people get to worship me, yeah. and I'm their answer for everything. But what's my answer? like i know that gods die because you've killed some of them (laughs) atreus uh and like where do they go what are they who are and like the idea that you know we've talked about i think more on wednesday shows than main shows of what is happiness (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i like how in a game about grief and overcoming it and and finding a way to survive you kind of have this window of yeah uh you know you gotta you gotta make your own happiness whether it be your team of superheroes or through forgiveness or through love of family but power in and of itself is not going to be the answer and i i thought that was beautiful
1: seems like a pretty good place to stop um i think we could talk about this game for two more hours um there's there's so much so much of it i mean it, it is a big long deep satisfying game um and kudos to sony santa monica just working on a whole other level. I mean, I, I, I think this game is peerless. It really is. I mean, With I know all the you,
0: accessibility stuff, you know, Naughty yeah. Dog, they say they inspired them to add all, like it's, it's a big game.
1: It's an amazing, th- amazing thing. And like you said, uh, done during COVID, which is adds the level of difficulty for them too. And it, it's, it's, it's astonishing, astonishing. Well, I hope this was fun to hear us uh, talk about the details. Uh, I'd love to see in comments on our Patreon uh, other things, maybe moments that resonated for you if you played through the game that we uh, didn't think of to, to bring up. Or, I mean, I think like there's like five or six other things that I'm going to kick myself for not coming, not, not thinking of. But uh, what an what an amazing game! Thank you for supporting us, at Patreon.com/slash/DLCPod.
0: We'll talk to you next time.